good afternoon or good evening. Good evening. This is Speak Life Radio. I'll go tell my brethren ministry with your sister in Christ, Rachel, Carlene, Renee, a servant and daughter of the Most High God, Lord and King. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Speak Life. Praying all is well with you, beloved, in the name of Jesus. It has been an interesting day. But nonetheless, I thank God for it in the name of Jesus. So yes, I am lifting up my whole household. I'm lifting up your whole household. I am lifting up you, beloved. I'm lifting me up too in the name of Jesus. I am lifting up the kingdom family worldwide, the beloved of God, the martyr saints, the persecuted saints, those trutting down, those taken by men stealers, those feeling weak, weary, and worn, and even withered, praying that we just tap in and push into the Lord in the name of Jesus. Dig, dig, dig. Press, press, move, and push. Yeah. So I am lifting up children worldwide, lifting up the children worldwide. And I am lifting up the kingdom-minded and those that are really thirsting and hungry after righteousness and the righteousness of, of the Lord to really help to draw others to Christ in the name of Jesus. So Father, I come to you right now, Lord God. Father, I truly, 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 truly need you with this speak life. Blow the breath of your word and your Holy Spirit in me, Lord God. Speak to me, through me, inform me, Lord. Give me peace in this word. Give me peace in this speak life in the name of Jesus. And those on the other side, till the hearts of all of us so we can hear what the Spirit is saying to the church, Lord God. Let me decrease to nothing. Let not flesh speak at all on this speak life, Lord God. I give you full access and full permission. I acknowledge you as Lordship. I acknowledge you as being the Lord over everything pertaining to me. Every speak life in the name of Jesus, every assignment. It is your ministry. It belongs to you. Thank you for allowing me to be a steward. And I pray this for the entire body of Christ. We're good stewards over all those things that are allotted to us. Lord, bind up everything in spiritual realms. Lord, let peace reign. Let the Prince of Peace, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, reign in Jesus' name. So, good evening, good evening. Yes, what I came to talk about, I'm not sure I put it on there, on Facebook, but how did we get here? How did we get here? How did we get here? Good, great, and not so great. Is it, how did we get here? Is it divine design? Or is it choices? It's divine design. Because, see, it could look like both. It could look like both. However, if it doesn't line up, it is not both. Okay? So, divine design, we should be able to go to the Lord, and he should be able to direct us And divine design. Choices, on the other hand, uh, no. No. We can try to pick up something, mesh it, put it together, and but no. Divine design, you know, is nothing but God. No way, even if you try to go around it, go over it, go backwards, it's divine. 
this is something that has to happen. And everything that we go through do not have to happen. There is many things that are based on the decisions that we're making. So where are the decisions stemming from? What is the motivation? What is the what is the true motivation? What is the true thought? Why are we doing the things that we, we're doing? Because is it our lust and is it our desires? And we think it's a good thing, so we think it's something that we should do because we've conjured up. What is, what is the true thought behind it? What is the true driving force? What is the true driving force behind it? Because whatever we sow is going to grow. Whatever we sow, we're going to have to eat that later on. We're going to have to reap it because it's our harvest. So is this thing the divine? Because divine could look like a storm. Because divine could be a storm. Because there's things that got to get rearranged. There's things that got to get tore up. There's things that got get removed that we don't want to let go of. And so God has a way. And I, this year, in this time period, I don't know whether it's, a, it, it, I'm not calling it a whole season. I'm calling it a time within the season. But I don't know, see. But the thing is, I'm seeing where decisions had to be made prior. And if I didn't make the right decision prior, or if I didn't listen to the full instruction prior, then a storm a storm is going to erupt. Now, there's times where God could even warn you that a storm is going to erupt because me and a brother was talking, and he, he said about these dreams, about these storms. And I've been wanting to dream about storms, and I didn't understand it. But now I do. It's like for me, it was a forewarning of what was going to be manifesting in my life. So, but there's times when, and he tells us, he tells us in the book of, of Sam, Sam, 1 Samuel, he says now, 1 Samuel 15, 22, and Samuel said, have the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken than the fat of rams. For rebellion is as as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, he have rejected uh, thee from being king. He was talking to Saul, but that word is for all of us. Since we reject what the Lord is telling us and how he's telling us to do it, we lose things. We have to sacrifice. The sacrifice that you have to give for disobeying God and disobedience and rebellion is not what you think it's going to be. It is not usually what you would even dream of, dream of sacrificing. It could be horrendous, Okay. And so next thing, these things are happening, you can't understand, because God didn't give the okay. If he said, don't turn right, and we turn right anyway, and then whatever is in that right, I mean, thank God if it's just a dead end when we got to turn back around and, and lose time. But it could be anything. It could be an accident he's telling you to avoid. It could be 
It could be anything, something that he didn't want you to see and, and all kind of stuff. It could be anything. And a lot of times we get to these different points and we don't know how we got there. But if we look back, what was the motive of why we're doing what we're doing? What motivated us to do it? Was it already something pre-planned? Was it, is it something that we wanted? Because many times divine is not something we're even conjuring. It's, we, don't, we, we can't see it because it's divine. It's God. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. He, we don't think the same way that God thinks. So when it's divine, and when it's divine and you have a spiritual sense, you know it. This is divine. I, it's like now I'm catching it more. Even with conversations, this is divine. I know this is supposed to happen. I know I know this is supposed to be. Because it's divine. It's divine. When it's divine, it's good. For uh, No, that's not true. When it's divine, it's from God. Now, God does everything based on good, but it doesn't mean that it's good. It could be good. It's good to God. It has to happen this way for the good to happen. But that don't mean it seems like it's good. Because it may not. It can involve death. It can be, involve sickness. But I'm going to tell you, those that follow or those that have a diff, uh, some form of faith or faith, they can look at something horrible and say, it actually worked out for the good. Because if this didn't happen, I would still be doing this. I would still be doing that. There's many of us can look at our lives and say, if this thing right here didn't happen, if it didn't stop me when God stopped me, I would still be on this roller coaster ride. I would be to uh, all the way on the path of, of eternal death. If this thing then, yes, this thing may have been bad, but no, because it wasn't until my mother's funeral that I really heard the Lord and that I started to hear him. And that was not a good time for the Lord to be talking to me. But through the process, he has started talking to me. And he probably was talking to me before, but I wasn't slowing down enough to hear him. It could be in any circumstance, God starts to speak. He starts to speak. And there's different, there's different because we see it well, Adam, Eve, God, God spoke. Noah, God spoke. Now, God prepared Noah with the ark for something that was horrendous. Everybody else but eight people and all these animals are going to die. But if it did not happen, what we even have today? Because it was so wicked. God still gave us another chance. That's why the eight people were saved and all the animals that were saved that had a mate so they can mate and re regenerate a population. But it was a horrendous event to have to, but it had to happen. It had to happen because they all were evil. Their thoughts were evil, increasingly evil. There is time points and checkpoints in our lives. That we can, especially because for those that are the called and to, uh, it all works together for good. 
we know that all things work together for the good, for those that are calling, for those that are, oh, I'm not getting this right. So let me, and it's, it's so funny when, uh, and we know that all things work together for good to those that love God. Oh, that's important. Yes, Lord, we're not leaving that out. Um, for, for the good to those that love God, to them who are the called according to his purpose, not our purpose that we've purposed for our own life, is already designated. The purpose is already designated. It's already written in stone for us, okay? And it works for the good. That don't mean it feels good. That don't mean it looks good. And it doesn't mean it's something that we would want to happen. In order to get to eternal life, many of us have to die. The majority of us. Until he cracked the sky and those that are still living. But until then, we know a death has to happen. A death has to happen. We know that. Do that look good? No. Who wants to face that? Okay? But if Jesus didn't die on the cross, if he didn't go through the process that we have to go through, imagine. Imagine. And so many of us say, oh, Lord, I'm so thankful you went on the cross and you died for us, but you don't want to die. <laughs> it's okay if Jesus had died, but you don't want to do it. No one do it. So, but it might be good for somebody else. When you pass on, it might be good for somebody else to get the legacy. It might be good for somebody else to, whatever the case may be. Maybe you have to go first. It may be that's the only way that person is going to be released. Maybe. But who says, wait a minute, why it got to be exactly? So the the thing is, it's it's like there's divine. And then there's will. And I was talking to the brother and he was like, it's like free will. I don't know why I, I this just comes because that's how you like living. <laughs> that's why that's coming to you because that's how you want to live. You want to live in free will. You don't want to live in God's will. You want to live in free will. And as long as you live in free will, yeah, your life is going to go the way that it's going. And then these decisions. And then you wonder why things aren't working out this great way and, and, and this and that is because of the choice you're choosing to live in your own will, your own free will. You're making a choice to live outside the will of God. And as long as we make these choices and then things happen in our lives, it's like, well, what happened? Why, why this happened to me? Why I got to go through this? Why, 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 why? Because if we're living in free will, should we complain about what happens? No, we shouldn't, but we do. We're the main ones. This one did this to me. This one did that to me. This happened, this happened, this did this, that. Oh, they did this. What was the cause to that effect? What was the cause? How did we get here? How? It's just, you know, a lot of times the motive or the, what, what motivated a lot of people. A lot of people are motivated by jealousy a lot of people are motivated by envy. Looking at somebody else and doing something. Many people are motivated to do things. Now, is that your call? It may not be your call. That may not be the call in your life. And so the result is different in your life than it would be for somebody else's life. 
that person, that might be a sign to their life. And that's why it even looks good on them because it's a sign by God. So you're seeing his divine nature upon them. You're seeing their divine. But when we pick it up in our own hands and we want to do it be, just because we see somebody else doing it and who's doing it sometimes matter to people. Some people are going to do it just because this certain person is doing it. I'm going to do it too because, and then you wonder why these things are taking place in your life. Because I'm telling you, especially, it's not even ministry. With life choices, there are things attached to those choices. There are things attached to those choices. When we buy a car that we see somebody else buy, there's things attached to that choice. Are you in the same financial standing that they're in? Are you in any financial standing? Are they in? Do you know how they're struggling with that? Do you know? Okay. They get married. So you're going to get married. Is they divinely put together? Okay. Is it healthy for them in the first place? Do you just see the outer look or is this truly a, a joyful event? So we go and we do things. We wear things. It is so common. We wear things that we see other people wear and do our and make up ourselves the way we see other people make up ourselves, make up themselves, whether it looks good on them or you or not, you're still gonna do it. All kind of eyelashes and everything. Half of that stuff don't look good. Tattooing your eyebrows and I mean, really, some of that stuff just looks spooky. And we go and we do it because we don't know who we are. And it's the motivation of envy and jealousy, the motivation. I have seen there, there's gleaning from people and then there's trying to become certain people. And then there's just straight out of trying to outdo people. And this is how people end up in situation because you don't know what's attached to that. You really don't know what's attached to that. And you're doing it out of spite. So it's, it's not going to work out for you anyway, but we, we, we do it. Even if it looks like it's working out in the end, I'm telling you, if God is not pleased, it's not going to work out for you. And if it's not the, his divine order, it's not going to work out for you. And it may take years for you to realize that thing was a, a bad mistake when I did that in the first place. When I invested in that, okay, you're going to you you're going to go and you're going to get this expensive car, and you like this is great. I can handle the car payments, and you don't know your job is going to end, or when you go to buy that house, and they look at that debt, that's a block. That's going to be a block if you can't pay that debt off. So it may not be immediately that we see what we're sowing. But we need to look at what is our heart doing to cause us to sow this thing? What is our heart saying to us? Because the heart is the most deceitful above all. So why am I going to follow my heart? A lot of people, because they don't understand God, what are you feeling your heart? Follow what your heart tell you. Uh-uh, the devil's a liar. I'm not following with my heart. My heart then got me in trouble. If I look behind me and my walk, my heart then got me into a whole lot of stuff. And that could be what happened to Lot's wife. You look back. And you turn to a pillar of salt because God already told you don't do that. But was it her heartstrings that made her look back? It doesn't tell us. It doesn't tell us. The thing is, it's all in choices. There's a choice 
that we're making. Now, if it's in divine order, if it's in divine order, then half the time you don't know why, because your steps are being ordered. Your steps are being ordered. If it's divine, if it's divine, your steps are being ordered. Matter of fact, let's go to that verse in 119. Psalm 119. Because this was a prayer. This was a prayer. It, I'll start in verse... Uh, I'll start in verse 131 in Psalm 119. I opened my mouth and panted, for I longed for your commandments. Look thou upon me and be merciful unto me as you used to unto those that love thy name. Order my steps. Order my steps. Order my steps in your word and let not any inequity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of men so I will keep thy precepts. Because he's asking for God's divine order. Order my steps. Order my steps. Order my steps. So I'm going to close with this right here. I'm going to close with this. Second um, Peter chapter 1. If my Bible will allow me to. Uh, it says here in verse 1. Simon Peter, a servant. Simon Peter a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the word of God, um, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ, the Lord, the word of God. So Matthew six thirty three, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness and all these things shall be added on because there's going to be things added on even if you don't seek it but it ain't going to be the good things that we need acknowledge him in all things and he will direct our path the lord is my shepherd i shall not want that requires him to be our guide our lordship our governor of our, over our lives and that's not something many of us want we want the things, we want the blessings of God, but we don't want the order of God and we don't want the government of God. We don't want that. We want it to do it our way and for it to work out. But when it's out of divine order, his divine order, because it could be his divine order for you to get stuck in quicksand because that's the only way you're going to cry out. That's the only way you're going to bend your knees. That's the only way you're going to call on wisdom. Lord, help me. Now wisdom got to come if she comes because she tells us in chapter 1, I think. In chapter 1, I'm going to read this and then this, and then I'm going to go to Second Peter, and then I'm going to, I pray, uh, if it's God's perfect will. But somebody needs to hear this. Somebody needs to hear this. So she tells us here, and if I can just, you know, my Bible is well loved. The, the pages are now starting to say, hey, we're going to stick together. So wisdom 
talks to us in Proverbs uh, throughout the Bible, in the beginning, wisdom is talking right there. She said, hey, in the beginning, because it's a she. That's what he says, God said. So Proverbs 1, verse 20. Wisdom cries without. She utters her voice in the streets. She cries in the chief place of concourse or the meetings of the saints in the church, okay? Or the assembly. It says, um, in the opening of the gates in the city, which is a, a shadow of a church, she utters her words saying, how long, you simple ones. This is wisdom crying to us because we don't have to make these choices on our own. God has given us the access of wisdom and the understanding of wisdom. So how long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in their scorning, and the fools hate knowledge. Turn you at my reproof. Behold, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. This is divine. This is what you call divine, okay? Because I have called and you refused, I have stretched out my hand and no man, no man regarded, but you have set at naught or nothing all my counsel and would none of my reproof or correction or direction, okay, or chastening, okay, I will, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when your fear comes, when your fear comes as desolation and your destruction comes as a whirlwind. When distress and anguish comes upon you, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. Wisdom say, now I'm not going to answer them. I've been calling out to you. I've been sending sermons. I've been telling you to get into your word, to study, and you're going to need me. You're going to need me. You're going to need me after a while, and you don't know it. You're going to need Jesus. You're going to need Jesus. You're going to need him after a while. Okay, so it says... um, then shall they call upon me, but I will not answer. They shall seek me early. Then we'll get up early and start reading the Bible, right? And they shall not find me. For that they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. When we are doing things on our own will, we don't fear God. When we're doing things on our own will and we won't obey God, we're not fearing him. We're not. It says... Um, they would or wanted none of my counsel. They despised all my reproof. Therefore shall they eat of the fruit of their own way, what we have sown, okay? Um, and be filled with their own devices. For the turning away of the simple shall slay them, and the prosperity of fools shall destroy them. For whosoever hearkens unto me, wisdom and understanding, shall dwell safely and shall be quiet from fear of evil in the name of Jesus. Okay, so going back to Peter, Peter, Second uh, Peter 1, and uh, P Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ, the Word of God, right? Um, grace and peace be multiplied to you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus, our Lord, the word of God, okay? According as his divine power have given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him. We got to seek him for it. 
is through the knowledge of him. How many times I didn't, and I just don't, you know. Um, the knowledge of him that have called us to glory and virtue. We didn't call ourselves, okay? Um, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partaker of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So we escape things when we do it in God's divine and perfect will. We don't escape nothing when we do it on our own. God have mercy upon us, but that don't mean it's always applied in every area. Some of us really go through brokenness, and some of us really go through hardship, and some of us really go through destructive things in our lives. And sometimes it could be his divine order, but many times it is our choices. It is our choices. Not that those that um, make choices based on the word don't go through things we do. The thing is, there's a difference. There's a difference on the process, and there's a difference with the outcome. Do it always seem like it? No. But when you know God is with you, and you know for a fact God is for you, if you know God will not leave you, forsake you, nor fail you, if you know God is blocking this, if you know it could have been worse, if you see God hand, even if you don't, but you know this is divine, when you know that, it's different. Going through, it's different. It is different. And when you look back on your life, in his will, if you're striving to be in his will, you can look back at your life and see all that when you wasn't in his will, he was always there. He was always there. To God be all the glory. In the name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I send the word of God to the people of God, to the ears of God, to the hearts of men. You have the most blessed night. In Jesus' beautiful name, peace.